Hello and welcome to Love Mondays Club podcast. I'm your host Helen and I'm here to help you unravel the mysteries of marketing so that you can get more eyes on your business and make more sales. This is the ultimate podcast for online female business owners who are ready to conquer their overwhelm, discover their confidence and unlock the secrets to marketing success. Whether you're just starting out or already running a thriving business, Love Mondays Club is your compass to navigate this ever-changing digital world. Each episode, I'll bring you valuable insights, expert interviews, and practical strategies to help you stand out in a crowded online marketplace. It's time for you to dream big and succeed. I want your Mondays to be overflowing with inspiration, excitement, and setting the stage for you achieving your dreams. So if you're ready, cozy up in your favorite spot and get ready to unlock your business potential. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. So today I want to talk to you all about marketing. So I think that this is something that, you know, in all of our businesses, we should be focusing on so much all of the time. And I know that so many of my clients who come to me really struggle with marketing. They're amazing at what they do. You know, they get great results for their clients. They're really passionate about, you know, their services and their products that they create. But ultimately, one of the biggest challenges that they face is conveying that to their ideal clients clients and essentially building their audiences and getting the word out there and just letting people know that they exist and that they're available to help them. So this is one of the main things that I help people with. And also as well in my own business, it's something that I focus on all the time and I'm constantly learning, constantly sort of trying and experimenting with new things. Because I think that's one of the things with marketing is that it's not like you can just go off, do a course, tick a box and be like, right, yes, I've got it. I understand. This is perfect. Off I go. Never have to worry about it again. (laughs) Because the marketing world, the way that we talk to our clients, like it's always changing. Things are always evolving, not just from a technology point of view, you know, even though, okay, so on lots of these platforms, you know, the software is always evolving and changing and the way they want us to use them, the the way they want us to show up, that's one part of it. But like another huge part of marketing is copywriting and the way that we talk to our clients, the way that we build relationships with them and we build connections with them and ultimately the way that we sell to them and make them want to, you know, commit financially to working with us as well. So there are so many different little elements in this and one thing I always say to my clients as well is that like this is all one big experiment. Like in some ways, the good news and the bad news is that there isn't this silver bullet that you need to just find, you know, that's hiding somewhere that's going to teach you everything you know, and it's going to give you everything you need. If anything, this is something that we should be having fun with and we should be trying different things with and being creative with as well. And our audiences are going to be really receptive to that because they're going to see us showing up and trying lots of different things. There is a lot of narrative out there of, you know, buy this one course, buy this one product, do this one thing, and it's going to quote unquote, blow up your business and make huge changes. And yes, okay, in some in some respects, it might do. I think most of us have been around enough to know that if there was just one easy thing for us to do with our marketing, that would, you know, create these amazing results and turn us all into millionaires, then we'd all probably be doing it, wouldn't we? (laughs) So what I wanted to talk about today in today's episode is whilst things are ever evolving and ever changing, there are kind of five core parts of marketing that I think we should all be doing and that we should be consistent with. And there are also kind of five things that I 
didn't do when I first started my business and really on hindsight wish I'd started it a lot earlier. So I'm kind of going back maybe five or six years here to when I first started my own education business and I think like so many people when I first started my own business I was like well I'm not a marketer you know that's not what I do that's not what I do in my job so you know that there was this narrative in my head of like well I'm not good at it I'm gonna have to try and find a way around it almost (laughs) almost like try and avoid it and and I did you know don't get me wrong my business did grow I didn't sort of overly advertise and market it but the reality was that a lot of that was on word of mouth recommendations which is fantastic and is a huge part of like your sort of marketing strategy however it can't be the only strategy. The reality is that I had no control over that and I would often be sitting there sort of looking at my phone, you know, crossing my fingers thinking, oh god, please let someone call me, please let someone message me. (laughs) And that is not a sustainable way to run a business. So what I realised after a kind of year or two was that like, because that's the thing, you know, a year or two I was ticking away very nicely, I was earning a good income, but I just had that itch of like, that I knew things could be so much more, that I could do so much more with my business. I could help so many more people. And all of that was kind of ambitions of like, you know, scaling up and growing it. And also breaking that glass ceiling of just working on a one-to-one basis and, you know, selling my time for money essentially. So I knew that I kind of had to put my big girl pants on and put myself out there a lot more and yeah, just learn more about marketing and how it works and how it can work for me in my business. These are the kind of five things that I started doing and started learning about a few years ago, which did quote unquote, blow up my business. But it it made a huge difference in helping me to like grow my audience and, and confidence as well was a huge part of this. It gave me the confidence to put myself out there so much more. In no particular order, the first one that I wish I'd done a lot sooner was grow my email list. Now, don't roll your eyes because if you've listened to this podcast for long enough, you've heard me bang on about this so many times. But honestly, just to sound like a broken record and emphasize again to you that your email list is your own data. Like you own that data. Now I'm I'm not dehumanizing our clients here and referring to them as data, but in, in this context it is. And the thing with that is that that it's much safer, it's much more reliable because in the kind of social media world, like we don't own our platforms. Like if if anything were to happen to them, if they got hacked, if we got locked out, you know, you hear all sorts of stories sometimes. Like the reality is that sometimes that's gone and you might not be able to get it back. And you could be starting your audience from scratch all over again. Now, don't get me wrong. If tomorrow I woke up and found out that all my social media accounts had been shut down, there would be a lot of tears and a lot of rage. However, it would not be the end of the world because I know that in the background, I've been building up a strong and steady email list. And I know that the people who follow me on social media are also on my mailing list as well. So the worst case scenario is that I would be starting again, but all I would have to do is send out an email to all those people telling them the worst has happened. Come join me over here. Let's start afresh. And as I say, it would be painful and annoying, but it wouldn't be the the total end of my business. It wouldn't sort of crumble overnight. So that for me is kind of part one of why email lists are important because they act as like insurance almost in your, your business. But also as well, again, with emails, they have such 
better reach than social media does. Like your email can be totally personalized, first of all, to your customer. It's landing directly in their inbox. And the only thing that we're really having to contend with is spam filters. So making sure, you know, that our content and subject lines and things like that aren't too spammy and therefore going into people's like promotions folders. And then of course, the other thing we have to contend with is, is your reader the kind of person who has 1000 unopened emails and potentially is just going to scroll straight past it? Again, that's not something we can necessarily control. But those are two factors, though, that we can at least try and influence and create amazing content and, you know, get people loving opening our emails and doing that sort of every week on repeat. However, of course, on social media, we all know the struggles there of reach and algorithms and times of the day and types of content and oh, a million different factors to get involved with there. So, If you don't really enjoy social media, then email marketing is a fantastic alternative to you. And of course, as I say, you can personalize it as well. So you can reach out directly, you can put people's names in there, like just that kind of whole relationship building side of it is so powerful. And it's gonna, as I say, help you to build up relationships so much quicker. And of course, if you can do that, you're gonna get to know people better. And ultimately, it's gonna be so much easier for you to create services that they're looking for and therefore to make more sales in the background. On hindsight, so I wanna also as well, not just tell you what I wish I'd done in the background and what you should be doing, but I also wanna tell you like how you can do this as well, because that's a really important part of this. So, you know, on hindsight, like I say, is I would have focused a lot more on my mailing list numbers rather than the vanity metrics of social media, because you can have a really small following on social media and have a really big, huge, thriving business in the background. Like numbers on social media does not equate to the success of your business. So what you can do is focus on creating a really like killer lead magnet. So just a reminder, a lead magnet is like a freebie, a download. It could be anything, you know, it could be like a little ebook. It could be a cheat sheet, could be a mini course, could be a quiz. Like there are so many different types of lead magnets you can create out there. But ultimately you want to create something that your audience really wants, something that's going to give them quick wins so that when they see you, you know, waving this freebie around saying, would you like this? They're going to think, absolutely that is exactly what I need and they're going to open it up they're going to be wowed and there we go they're on your email list because what they have to do is give you their email address in exchange for that freebie that you're going to send to them now the beautiful world of email marketing is that all of this can be automated so this means that this lead magnet can serve you 24 hours a day seven days a week as long as you're putting it out there. Now, that is where social media comes in. Like you have got to be showing up on social media and offering this freebie to people. But there's also lots of other ways with SEO and Google and Pinterest and all sorts of different avenues that we can go down in the background with that. But ultimately, we wanna have this kind of lead generation going on in the background automatically for us. And, you know, ultimately, this is gonna make you feel less reliant on social media as well, because as you see your email list creeping up and those, and those you know, people opening your emails, potentially replying to your emails, you're gonna see this kind of like private community behind the scenes that you're also building and you're gonna feel less reliant on social media and therefore maybe a bit less pressure as well if you're feeling that at the moment. So that's number one, cracking on with the email list. Number two, again, this is something I talk about loads on the podcast, is... I wish in the beginning I had done a lot more live videos because again, without sounding the kind of cheesy cliche phrases, but it genuinely did supercharge my growth and also 
kind of referring back to the other point there of lead magnets, like it became one of my greatest lead magnets. And even now to this day, there are videos that I put out there and I also strategically put them on YouTube, not just on social media because YouTube has, again, got SEO, it's got search engine optimization. So that means that people can be Googling things or looking up things on YouTube and come across my video and that's there forever potentially. And that means can people, even years down the line, can still come and find me. Unlike, again, the world of social media where, you know, we put something out there and it maybe floats around for about two days, three days, and then it might disappear. Not even that, probably more like one to two days. One of the biggest things with lives as well is that it helps people to see your face, hear your voice. And like that in itself is a huge thing in getting people to kind of know, like, and trust you, which is a massive part of marketing. Now, if you've never done lives before and you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh God, the thought of video makes me want to go and you know go back to bed and hide under my duvet do not fear I promise you that this is something that you can just nice and slowly and gradually introduce into your business like I think sometimes when people think about going live they, they feel perhaps that you know they, they're going to go from nothing to suddenly have to be showing up every day doing like half an hour long live webinars don't worry that's definitely not the case so instead what I really suggest and this is what I suggest to all my clients when they're feeling apprehensive about it I think one of the things is we fear you know maybe our minds going blank feeling like you know oh my god I'm gonna have nothing to say or I'm gonna ramble kind of one of those two extremes so what I did when I first started going live is I used to say to myself okay you're only allowed to go live for like two minutes you have to show up you have to say hello you have to maybe say something a little bit anecdotal about your day something like that and then you just need to get straight to the point so you know there is a phrase that I always use in lives, even to this day, even all these years later, and it still makes me laugh to myself because I try not to say it, but I just don't, I can't in that moment think of an alternative, is I always say, I've just come on here to tell you about, and if you, if you ever watch my lives or, or sort of go back even through the catalogue if you wanted to, you'll pretty much hear me say that in, in every single video. But again, these are just little kind of habits and routines that I got into in the early days to make me get to the point and not ramble and not kind of go off on too many tangents. And another mistake I see people making with lives is they come on and they have a checklist of like five different things they want to talk to their audience about. But the reality is, like, think of yourself as a user on social media. How likely are you going to be to sit there and listen to somebody kind of throwing all this information at you and then go take action on it? Pretty unlikely because it's overwhelming, isn't it? When we give people too much information, when we give them almost too much to think about, that overwhelm makes them switch off and scroll on by. So a top tip is just try and start doing lives that are only a couple of minutes long, you're showing up and the main aim is just to give one piece of information and one call to action at the end of it. So it could be something like you're going on and you're saying, you know, today I've been working on X, Y, and Z, so a product or a service that you're creating tell them I'm really excited about this because this is how I think it's going to help you this is why I know this it's so important for you to know about this and then a call to action on the end saying something simple like if you want to know more about this comment below or if you'd like to know more about it 
send me a direct message or click on the link or whatever it is that you want them to do. But certainly don't just sign off the video with sort of, okay, thanks for listening. Bye. Like we want to make sure as well that we're encouraging people to take action at the end. So don't overthink it. Please don't write out big, huge scripts because you can always tell when people are reading from a script. Just embrace it. Like, you know, I bet that you sit there quite happily with clients face to face or online on Zoom and you're so comfortable with them because again, you love what you do and you love helping people. So that's another thing as well with lives is reframing that. Like imagine that client that you have that you know you get on with so well, that client that you wish, oh, I wish I could just multiply you by 10, 100 or 1000. My business would be perfect. (laughs) Just imagine that client is on the other side of the camera waiting for you to go live and they just want to hear from you. And you're going to feel like you're talking to a friend and that as well is instantly going to make you relax. Just some quick top tips there for you for going live. So number three of my marketing tips for you of things I wish I'd done a lot sooner was networked. So I think in the early days for me, it always felt a bit stuffy and corporate. And the truth is like in my previous jobs, networking just hadn't really been a thing. You know, it was very much a, you rock up at the, I've had multiple jobs in the past, but it was like, you know, I rocked up at the school that I'd been contracted to work at, did the job, walked in, walked out, that was it for the day. When I worked in an office, you know, the only really time I guess there was a bit of networking was when I suddenly started working in management and I sort of travelled around the country and went to different offices and, and met new people. But it certainly wasn't a thing that came naturally to me. And, you know, things like LinkedIn and things like that, it just felt a bit stuffy in corporate. Now, don't get me wrong, I, I do think, I mean, I'm sort of going back five or six years here. I do think, especially with the example of like LinkedIn, it has really changed over the and it's become a lot more of a friendly place. I I think lockdown probably had a lot to to do with all of this but also as well one of the most important things with social media just as a slight sidestep here and caveat is like you are the curator of your own feed. So if you're ever going on your social media platforms and you don't like what you see, if it's not motivating you, if it's annoying you, if it's making you roll your eyes, if it's making you feel bad about yourself, then you have the power to change that. Like, unfollow people. Don't, you know, make sure that you click on the three dots at the top and tell the algorithms, I don't want to see this. Like, the algorithms, social media platforms, they want you to hang around there. They want you to enjoy yourself and be entertained and inspired and things like that. So, that is one thing that's really in your control. And, like, LinkedIn can be like this as well. So, you know, my LinkedIn, when I go on there, it doesn't feel corporate or stuffy anymore. There is still very much a focus on people talking about their businesses. But I also make sure that I follow people who are creative and interesting and funny and inspiring and kind of, you know, scatter in their personal life into all their business chat as well. So that's one of the beautiful things about social media is that you have the control of like the bubble that you're creating around yourself. But this point, I mean, with networking isn't just about LinkedIn, though. This is also about, especially if you're working from home, like getting out of the house and going out there and meeting other people. Now, the way that you can do this is, first of all, just looking at local groups. I bet if you type into Google the name of your town and networking groups, loads of different things will come up. And my honest advice is just go and try them all. Like make it your mission for the next few weeks to just turn up to them, see who's there, see what it's all about. And I promise you, there will be some that you go to and think, oh my goodness, get me out of here. (laughs) 
and there'll be others that you go to and think oh my goodness these people are amazing you know I feel like I found my tribe I really get on I resonate with people I like the feeling of the group the supportiveness that is really powerful and I promise you'll find those people and and you'll think god I wish I knew these people for the last few years I wish I had them in my corner you know in all this time I might have been working by myself also as well something I always talk about is that it will really help you to get out of a kind of echo chamber and bubble of your own industry and I think that is really beneficial and really powerful because okay people might you know like I say work in different fields and things that are totally different to you but from a like a example we're talking today about marketing just from a marketing perspective alone it's so interesting to see like what other people are doing and how that can be kind of integrated into your own business as well and that is going to help you to stand out because you know if if you're if you're online and you're doing the same thing as all of your competitors then yeah the truth is you're not maybe going to stand out it's going to be a lot harder for you to get people's attention but if you can start incorporating maybe slightly different things slightly different ways of doing things that's going to make a big huge difference in helping you just become a bit more unique online so there are loads of benefits there to networking and I highly recommend it and you know for me in my business so many people who now support me in my business I met through networking like I've met graphic designers who have sort of done work for me I met my accountant through networking who is you know the best I don't know many of my sort of business friends who say they enjoy calling their accountant to have a chat with them So, you know, it's great for relationship building as well and just finding those people who are similar to you and and can really like help and support you and lift you up in your business. So highly recommend that. Like you don't have to do this alone. Number four, this is all to do with content creation here. So when I first started, and I think that maybe this might resonate with you because so many of my clients say that this is how they either feel at the moment or also how they felt in the beginning is they hate selling online they hate being pushy and or feeling like they're being pushy I should say feeling like almost like they're annoying people and nagging people to buy their stuff now this is something that I definitely felt in the early days and instead you know I also think coming from an education kind of industry and background this is something I really see in this bubble as well and I may going to call this out a bit here so a really really interesting story actually just again as a little side note I remember during the pandemic the online space in terms of business and especially with sort of private tutoring and things like that was a very interesting place to observe and what was going on so I saw lots of people popping up you know offering lots of free content cutting their prices all sorts of things like that and lots of us did it you know we we all kind of showed up and had to do things differently online and and that you know that was fine and it worked out well for lots of people and they could offer lots of support and everything else but I'll never forget seeing this one this one post from a, a lady who was offering her services and of course they were a paid for service and I just remember seeing this like kind of trolled comment that that this lady received about you know basically saying you know that it was terrible that she was charging money and things like that now of course this is totally ridiculous because this was this woman's private business she had bills to pay there you don't know what her personal background was whether she would have got the financial support and everything else I think what what made it really interesting for me was 
I kind of reflected on the thought that there there often is this attitude I think of like you know we we have to show up we have to kind of give things for free it makes us feel uncomfortable to ask for money for stuff and this isn't just in the education space like I actually think this is a lot in the space of where you're you know you're you're in the business of sort of helping people maybe for their health and their well-being as well and I think it's a really interesting mindset thing to overcome now just as a side note that lady you know she handled that comment really well and I've seen her business go on to do great things and it seems like she's you know doing really well and very happy and very successful so again another side note you know that the bigger your business gets you're you're going to not everyone's going to like you online but that's fine that's how you handle it and I'll do another episode one day all about how to handle these things but I think it was just an interesting sort of focus of this idea of like we often feel like we don't want to be pushy and salesy because we're worried about annoying people and and so instead what happens off the back of this is that we end up just making loads of kind of educational free content for people just giving away loads of tips and tricks maybe we're doing a bit of people pleasing and like I say we just we just want to be helpful all the time which is fantastic because again from a reputation point of view being known as somebody who's knowledgeable and helpful and generous that in itself is fantastic but also the reality is like we're businesses we have to make sales we have to make money like it's okay for us to make money we've got bills to pay in the background that was something that I definitely did and I found myself showing up a lot and giving away a lot of stuff for free and it was almost like I just expected my audience just to kind of take action you know that they would somehow buy from me on some hidden sales page somewhere like I you know I kind of expected them just to go out of their way and start hunting through Google and of course that is totally silly and you know people aren't going to do that that because unless we put things on a plate and make it really easy for people you know the more barriers we put in the way the less likely people are to buy from us what I would suggest that you do if you have kind of listened to that little bit there and and sort of it resonates with you what you really need to do is start thinking about how you can weave sales into the value that you're giving online so I'm not telling you to stop putting value out there and stop helping people but I want you to make sure that there's like an equal balance of sales that goes along with it as well and part of this is also training your audience to expect sales posts from you because that's another thing and and I think that this was what caused that comment that I saw back in the pandemic is that for this this audience member their newsfeed was probably full of people showing up, giving free things. Um, you know, it was a weird time. And, and, and again, it's it's kind of very out of context for what we're in now. But I think just the psychology of it's interesting that maybe that this person was seeing all this stuff being given away for free. And so they had kind of built this expectation in their mind that that's what everybody else should be doing. And it can happen now, you know, that we if we give away too much stuff for free, if we suddenly start asking people for money, they're going to be put off by it and think, well, hang on, you've never done this before. Where's this come from? So instead, we want to set the expectations early on with our audience that yes, we're there to help, but we're also there to sell as well. So, you know, give value and put a call to action on the end. You know, make people offers, give them ways to buy from you. And ultimately as well with your social media, this is going to help you to attract the people that do you know, want to work with you and do and do value your time and want to pay you for it. And it's also going to repel the people who may be just there to scoop up the freebies, you know, the people who maybe take up a lot of your time, but ultimately never end up buying things. And, 
those people are always going to be there in your audience if I'm really honest and there are ways that you can kind of harness that engagement and there's a lot of good positive things you can do with it an episode for another time but one of the things there though is that we don't want our entire audience to be made up of those people who are just there for the freebies scoop and go and treat us like google or a sort of help forum page so the last one is all about wishing that Back in the day, in the early stages, I had shared more social proof. Now, maybe sort of calling out a little bit here, but what I want to say to lots of people, and I want to go back and, you know, say to myself five or six years ago is stop being too humble, stop being like almost a bit coy about what you're doing and and your success, because the truth is that it's not necessarily going to get you anywhere, especially when it comes to sales as well. So one of the main things for like us as buyers is that we want to, I don't want to say that we follow the crowd, but in some ways we do. You know, we we like to see that other people have invested or tried the things that we're thinking of spending our hard earned money on. And we like to see that other people have got results or that it's the right option for us. Because quite often, you know, especially when we're, you know, buying buying something, maybe it's like a product for the first time that we've never tried or buying a service to work with someone, like we are taking a bit of a, a leap of faith. So the more that we can see other people who are like us, who have had good results or enjoyed the service or the product or whatever else that it might be, it's going to make us feel a lot safer when it comes to investing and spending our money on things. And it's going to make it much easier for people to make that decision as well. When I talk about sharing social proof what I mean by this it's not just about customer reviews so we do want to get as many reviews as possible because we want to be scattering those you know across our websites throughout our sort of sales copy all these sorts of things but social proof can also be things like talking about for example what you did with a client that day like what was a win that you had with them so it doesn't have to be a big sort of formal review and and this is almost an idea for you as well with social media posts so the last one I was talking about was not you know the idea of not just creating free educational content but instead focusing more on you know just telling people what you're doing in your business and how you're helping people and that in itself there is social proof even little things as well like if people comment on things or leave you some nice feedback in a comment on social media that right there you can screenshot you can use that as social proof now I do always recommend sort of getting other people's permission to do this or if you do it you can like block out their name and their image and things like that so there's lots of kind of like just polite privacy things things you can do but what I would really recommend doing is having some kind of bank so for me the software I use is Trello that's kind of where I make all my notes and and store all my ideas and things like that and I have a whole section dedicated to like positive comments, positive feedback, nice things people have said to me over the years. And every time I see something online or I get a message or anything like that, I screenshot it and put it in that little bank so that when I then come to maybe doing a bit of marketing or wanting to share a bit of stuff in the future, I'll just dip into that. Also as well, just again, a little side note from a mindset point of view, the reality is that like business is a roller coaster and not every day is a happy song and dance day you know you there are going to be days where you feel like oh why is this so tough why is this so difficult you might feel yourself creeping back towards the jobs board thinking oh would it be easier to go work for somebody else I always think no within about five seconds I snap that thought in the bud (laughs) but 
on those days where maybe things are feeling a bit difficult or you are sort of facing some challenges, having that little bank of positivity for you to just go back through and scroll through, I promise you it's the most affirming and like positive thing you can do for your for your mindset and your motivation. Because like all of us here, again, we're passionate about what we do and we love the people that we work with and we love helping them. And, you know, I bet I bet you have lots of moments where, well, I definitely have lots of moments in my business where sometimes I think, oh, I feel so lucky that this is my job and I get paid to do this. Like, I love it so much. On the days where things are difficult in your business, it can be, you can forget about those feelings and you can lose sight of it. So having something just to dip back into and remind yourself, like, this is why I do what I do. These are the results I get. Like, these are the things I can help people with is going to be a really positive helpful motivating thing for you i hope you found that helpful today and i've given you some actionable points as well that you can kind of take away and start taking action with as soon as possible so a quick little recap the five things that i wish i'd done more of and i would now say are kind of integral in the marketing of my business is number one my email list growing it it is the number one thing i focus on in my marketing number two is doing more live videos so not only does it sort of save me time and having to write big long posts, but it also helps me to like build and it's going to help you to build like stronger relationships with your audience much quicker. Another one is networking more. So, you know, getting out of the bubble, making sure that you're meeting new people, finding new inspiration and meeting new people that can help you as well and support you in your business is going to be really powerful. The fourth one was to do kind of content creation. So don't just make the free stuff, like make sure you're actually selling as well. Train your audience to expect this and ultimately make it easy for them to buy from you because if it's easier for them as well, it's going to be a much more enjoyable and sort of fulfilling customer experience for them. And finally, don't be afraid to share social proof. Don't be afraid to shout from the rooftops about how great you are and what you can do to help people because it's inspiring, it's attracting, it will help your audience to make decisions that they want to work with you so much quicker. So if you're also listening to this in the first week of July, this is also a reminder for you that doors to my Love Mondays Club are going to be closing on Friday. So Love Mondays Club is designed to help you grow and expand your business, learn about marketing, learn new ways that you can reach your audience and all the business support that you need for an online business to thrive. So inside that membership, what we do is we talk all about the things and I can support you even more with all the things that I've talked about in today's episode. So setting up mailing lists, growing your mailing list, social media content, you know, more support around like live videos with ideas of what you can do, helping you to build your confidence with it and just generally helping you to feel like you have a solid marketing plan in place that's going to help you to grow your audience, to build better relationships and ultimately to make more sales in your business. So if this is something that you'd be interested in and if this is something that you feel like you would like more support with, then please check out the link in my show notes or you can visit lovemondaysclub.co.uk forward slash LMC. I would love to invite you to come and join us for the summer. So as I say, the doors are closing and they won't be opening again until later in the year. And this is because this summer I want to really work closely with my clients, deep dive into their businesses 
and give them the full support that they need. Because the summer, it's a quiet time for business, but it's also the perfect time to really work on like your strategy, the back end of your business, so that when things do pick up and get busy again after the summer months, you have everything in place and it can start running like clockwork for you in the background. That is my biggest aspiration for you is to make a lot of this stuff so much easier and so much sort of less time consuming. Head over to lovemondaysclub.co.uk forward slash LMC or you can reach out to me. Best place is probably on Instagram at lovemondaysclub and I would love to answer your questions and find out what you'd like to know, if there's anything else you'd like to know about the membership and how I can support you and then I look forward to hopefully welcoming you very soon. Take care for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. Don't forget to review and subscribe or share this episode with one of your business friends. Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday.